Welcome to the ghost gig. Are you sitting comfortably? Then let's begin. Hello! This is a slightly false start. Uh, this is actually future Vince from the edit, while I'm checking back through and putting together this episode for you. Um, the first, like, three and a half, four minutes, for some reason, have a crackle on it, and I can't get rid of it. It's, it's just ingrained in the audio, and then it clears up mysteriously and doesn't come back for the rest of the episode, as far as I can tell. This serves as actually a prime example of why we are upgrading all of our equipment, and I've already bought it all. We moved to a new flat in a couple of nights, and we're building a new studio into that. So actually, this is this microphone's probably last outing for this podcast. So it was giving us this little send-off. So enjoy its swan song. Next time you hear us, um, yeah, we'll have all new stuff and hopefully it'll sound all a little bit sassy and sexy. Anyway, I'll shut up and get on with the episode. As I say, stick with it. The crackling will be gone in just a few minutes and the rest of it's all fine. So just, just enjoy. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I realised we just went off on a weird, yeah. weird tangent and it's like, you know what? Yeah. That's going to come across weirder still. We're not. We're just a bit whacked. We've been moving furniture all day and, and stuff. We're moving house, so we're, all, we're both a bit tired. This is the last episode we will do in this room. It is. And we, Next and time you hear us, we will probably be using new equipment. We've done upgrade and we're holding off. And I'll probably have to learn how to drive it all and we'll be in a new space. We will. We'll be living together. Ah! No, that's not truly horrific. No. Truly well. horrific will be the cost of the fuel. <laughs> I know. Anyway, so yeah, the podcast was born in this room, and we shall be we shall be leaving it, which is well, it's not sad, but it's it's the end of an era, isn't it? Ish. Um, I, I'm going to choose to believe it's like the end of the the intro page before the actual chapters of the book. Oh, very poetic of you. It's not a poetry book. No, I know. And, and there's doodles in the margins as well, which you, we we can't talk about on this kind of podcast. It's not that kind of podcast, but like, so it's like they're Vin- fun. Vince has a smelly bum or something. No, like that. there's there's like graphic depictions and stuff of, um. of Pete. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Anyway, gone off on the tangent again. No, that's what life is. <laughs> <laughs> Some uh. weird book with doodles in. Well, Mister Doodle. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good name, Mister Doodle. Um, <laughs> the ghost gig with Alice of Mister Doodle. <laughs> what are we talking about, Mr. Doodle? Yes, you do. What did we go and see? In the theatre, in the real life theatre. Oh, we went out to a real place. And we weren't stopped by coronavirus oh, we this weren't. time. And we went on a train. We and, then, and then we argued in a restaurant about a restaurant. Well, we didn't argue. Yeah, we don't need to talk about. No, we don't need to get, talk about me shouting at the waiter. It's fine. It, it, he, he didn't cry. It was fine. <laughs> And it's very no. unreasonable. I know. What do you mean you haven't got space? It's dinner time. Well, I'm sorry. We got, we got there. I, I got. Know. Sorry, I'll just say very quickly. We, we went up to see a show. I thought we'd have plenty of time to grab some food. We went to a restaurant that looked empty. I nipped in to use the loo because I really need the loo. When I came out, Vince oh, had disappeared. He, yeah, he kicked me out. Vince had disappeared and the waiter was just like, oh, where's your husband? No, he's not my husband. He went, oh, he's gone. And I was like, well, that's bloody useful. <laughs> and I said... Do you have? He went. No space. No space. I was like, "There's no one here." I was scouting but out for other. I was locations. like, "Where is Vince?" And then, like, I just saw Vince across the road, like wandering off. So I was like, "What the fuck are you I'd doing?" I've already been up and down the road trying to find somewhere else. For anyway, the, the waiter just. We found food. We found the theatre. We did eventually, then, but and it then was, we had a lovely time. It was it was a prime example of a bloke going, oh, "Look at the stupid woman," which makes me want to smack him. Sorry. Yeah, he probably did deserve a smack. Yeah. 
Anyway, we it was all good. And we had some nice food. And then we went to see... We went to go and see The Woman in Black. We did. Which is my favourite, 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 favourite horror thing ever, 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 ever. Do you like it? I love it. And Are you giving anything away by saying that you like it? No, surely no. not. To be fair, I'm sure anyone who's listening to this kind of knows yeah, what it is anyway. Yeah, do. So, just a bit of background. I mean, I first saw this when I was 12, which... That does explain a lot. <laughs> and then, yeah. for some reason, in, in the UK... Um, for your drama GCSE, I don't know what that is, translate as in other countries. When you're about 15, 16. When you're about 15, 16. If you do drama or acting, they take you to see it in, in well, the Well, they theater. didn't see any sort of, it wasn't, they take you to see plays, they, we didn't go see that. Oh, school. everyone I knew went to see The Woman in Black. Well, that's probably because you knew lots of people around that age Yeah, well, it, must, it must have been the South uh, um, southeast thing. I was in the southeast as well, it's oh, yeah, not yeah. universal. Okay, let's cut all this of this out. You go to theatres. Okay. You were taking to see, we were taking to see Jerry Spring in the opera. Lucky you. Seemingly lucky. But like, um, nothing, not seen, nothing scary, just pretty much every other word has a profanity. Everyone, okay, so everyone I knew of my age went to see The Woman in Black if you did GCSE drama. Um, and then I went again uh, a few years later. I think you've seen it a few times. I've seen it a few times, yeah, a couple of times before. Yeah, so basically this thing scared me shitless when I was I've never seen girl. it in its home theatre before, though. No, which I think good. is very atmospheric. Anyway, um, um, before thoughts we... Thoughts yeah, later. Thoughts later. Um, so... A brief overview, um, a solicitor is called to a house to um, take care of... To oversee the affairs, oversees of, the affairs of, a, of a woman who has passed away. Yes. And he is telling the story of this through... Oh, what's he doing? He's, he's commissioned he's, an actor yeah. to put on a play to communicate the story yeah. to him. So, so it's a play within a play. It is a play within a play. Set in watching. an abandoned theatre yeah. which happened to be sitting in it. So while the, the story unfolds and he's, he's trying to do his job but ghostly happenings... Yeah, it, it's based on a book by Susan, Susan Hill. Hill. Yeah, which apparently isn't great. Well, to... not scary. I think people yeah. probably probably criticise it for not being scary. But yeah. like, well, no, the the play is a lot scary. I think because of its method yeah. of delivery, which, we'll talk which is also about why later. the film is pants. Oh, We're not but, even reviewing that. Just no. We just 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 don't bother with it. It's pants, I and think... it should have been pretty good because it's Hammer Horror. I'm sure people have seen it. I'm sure Daniel Radcliffe could, could probably be quite good in that, but it just it was just pants. It, it just doesn't stand up anyway. No. Um, before we go into thoughts before we go into thoughts what should we do is we should burst into song we shall but like from a few days ago when I'm not full of dust and no, hay fever like right here and cat allergies no, no. <laughs> I, I'm battling um, being full of dust and having dealt with quite severe cat allergy yesterday so I'm I'm feeling wonderful do you yeah, want to play my you, song you sound all, all um, yeah <laughs> yeah do you want to play my song from when I wasn't sort of um, yes go for it Lights go down, a hush sweeps round the room Nervous giggling, fidgeting, plunged into gloom The stage lights up, I question Then why would I put myself through this again? Starts off slow, almost bordering on dull I feel the audience shifting, wishing they could check their phones They'll be longing for that boredom Begging for therapy, it's the cruelest sense of false security she haunts my dreams She walks my halls She hangs with my dressing gown on my bedroom door She passes by in the mirror as I brush my teeth This bitch will scare you sick She's a disease when she appears so calm, the fear 
Edgar in black The audience plays her own personal soundtrack As you're drawn in the basics that transforms the dog Barks, the house looms and you're called to the core Waking and you're dreaming to and from a nightmare Maybe she'll be leaving with you to live under your stairs The characters and actors there are simply too mad to relive the same hell over and over again She haunts my dreams She walks my halls She hangs with my dressing gown on my bedroom door She passes by in the mirror as I brush my teeth This bitch will scare you sick, she's a disease He is mine, why should I not have what is mine? He shall not go to strangers I shall kill us both before I let him go la, 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 la. Dressing gown on my bedroom door. Wasted face, wasted face. She passes by in the mirror. Wasted face. As I brush my teeth. Wasted face, wasted face. This bitch will scare you sick. She's a disease. She haunts my dreams. She haunts my dreams. She walks my halls. She walks my halls. She hangs with my dressing gown on my bedroom door. On my bedroom door. She passes by in the mirror. As I brush my teeth. As I brush my teeth. This bitch will scare you sick. She's a disease. Yeah! I meant, I meant to say at the end, I just finish it off with a, but I saw no woman. Do you want to do that now? Ah! No, it'll be hilarious doing it like this, won't it? Yeah, yeah it'll be brilliant. We'll just cut out the bit where I responded. Did you like my Oscar winning monologue? I, really, I, appre- I appreciated the triangle playing and the monologue most. Yes. Although I feel like the whispering was probably going to haunt me a little bit longer. Good, good. I wish to terrify you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And the Tim Burton thing oh, happened by you accident. And the woman in black, it just. Oh. <laughs> the Tim Burton thing happened by accident, but I quite like. I quite like that. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> your turn. Okay. Grand special effects 
But the production's cinematic It's almost film noir-esque It's on par with things you'll see on screens What really terrifies is its physicality Cause in your mind And in their minds you're wondering Will she come for me? A heavy quiet And then you'll hear some screams It's all performed Magnificently And throughout its runtime It's utterly engaging The theatre building obscured more than I'd like it's very sparse effects It's mostly the lights Cause in your mind And in their minds You're wondering Will she come for me? A heavy quiet Then you'll hear some screams gets jumping a spot set and that's all that you need the ending has a punch even when you know it cause in your mind and in their minds you're wondering will she come for me a heavy quiet both agreed it was good yeah i don't think there was too much too much no. chance of us not thinking that you're so right you know it's a play you know it's not real and yet i was still lying in bed last week age 31 thinking looking at my door thinking it's just a dressing gown it's just a dressing gown <laughs> well, the whole thing especially the second part after the interval you are thinking she really can come from nowhere yeah like physically in the theatre, you can be approached by the woman in black throughout the performance. Yeah. Because you don't really remember where she's going to be when no. that closely. And It's so, it's the way that the set is so basic. It's got two actors in it plus, you know, the ghost. And it doesn't, it's like things are trans, you get so into it that it's, it's transformed. You see all the things they are describing. The you script do. is, I think, 
I think you've got to concentrate because it's quite it's Victorian dialogue-y. style dialoguey type thing. And Edwardian, I'm not sure if it's shit with this kind of thing, but you know, it's not modern speech. It's not. It's you, you have to concentrate. It's very descriptive. It's quite complicated speech or quite complicated description. Sometimes I didn't find that too complicated. I mean, if you read not Dracula, compl- but it's fancy. That's, that's it's all... quite fancy. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, in that it's not how. It's people not be- speak today. Yeah, it's, it's not, not how people speak. But it's descriptive. It's just formal rather. It is than- descriptive, and after a while, you stop. Re- you stop sort of thinking. Okay, taking it in, and you just take it in, and you. It's like the story is unfolding in front of you. So I'm making myself sound really thick. I'm not really thick. I'm trying to say it's. You have to concentrate. You have to use your brain. That's you have what to I just mean. listen to the words. Yeah. There's, there's nothing more involved. Just listen to the, what the characters are saying, and then you just follow it. Yeah. It's fine. Like when you watch anything else on anything else. Maybe I'm thick then, but I <laughs> I always find it a bit. At no point was I considering. Was I thinking about the use of language being no, but weird there were people that way. there were people that left before the interval because they clearly couldn't handle it and were saying it was boring. And I was thinking, no, you just can't. Like, yeah, you're not listening. You're not listening properly. Yeah. That's what I mean. You have to listen. You can't just sit there with like chatting and being annoying yeah um they were clearly scared yeah they were, <laughs> they were. but you have to listen and you, ha- you do have to engage brain with it it starts off very basic and quite mundane in a way and that's on purpose to kind of think you think yeah, oh, yeah. it ramps up a bit boring Whoa. and honestly once you get into the, the the serious belly of the beast you are begging for that mundaneness to come back and because it's a play within a play you you feel relieved when you come out of the play and go back to the quotation actors taking a break, the lights go up, and it's like when you go come out, break out of a rehearsal room, you feel relieved, don't you? You think, yes, oh God, thank yeah. God. Because you know that when they're back in that bit of, you know, when they're back with, when you're back with them, she can't appear. Yes, when they're not in their characters' characters. Yeah, so it's a bit confusing to explain. But it makes perfect sense on the stage. Yeah, it's two actors, you know, play role playing a play basically. And when you're back with them as just actors, you think, oh, thank God, she can't come, you can't see her. Um, if that makes sense, yeah. you know you're safe basically. You know you're safe. It's like when the horror film when you know the sun comes up after, yeah. after the scare. Exactly, like, okay, it's just right. like that. We're, we're we're just okay now. It's like we're pausing okay. a really scary horror film and going, you know. Pausing a horror film and looking away and thinking, okay, phew. Yeah. Well, what really builds to the atmosphere is also the fact that once the audience start getting into it, they're quite scared. Oh, yeah. It's palpable in the room and it's really enjoyable. Yeah. It's funny it does mean that as soon as someone goes to the loo near you, the floor creaking sets you off. Yes. And that's clearly what was happening throughout various times when nothing on stage was actually mm-hmm. scaring people, but people like the balcony beneath us, we were in the cheapest yeah. seat at the very top. Um, someone else nearby, you know, had to get up to go to the loo or Sorry whatever. Sorry about that. Yeah. That was me. Um, <laughs> Oh, no, it was the, me. The people around them would go, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Because you could hear that sort of yeah. stuff well, occurring. In she, the she creates her own soundtrack. <clears throat> you know, even before the before we saw her for the first time, I could hear people going <gasps> like that. I was thinking, oh, there she comes. <laughs> As I said, I've seen this. This was the first time I'd I knew it well enough to know when things were going to happen, which actually took away a little bit. Because I was thinking I was still really into it. It was still wonderful, but I wasn't as scared just because I knew what was going to happen. Which, you know, you wish you could see something again for the first time. Maybe not at the age of 12, because I think that was slightly premature. But um, I was still, I knew it well enough to be like, okay, this bit's happening now, this bit. And all she does is stand, look, move her arms, walk around. That's all she does, and that's all she needs to do. That is all she needs to do. That's all she does, yes. It's not the only scary thing. The rest of it is all all your imagination playing with you. But she does it so magnificently... You know, there is a way she does certain things. 
I mean, I like to imagine there's a, a woman in black school where if you want to be the woman in black, you have to go and get trained. And this is how you move your arms. This is how you move your face. And oh, That'd be terrifying. They'd always be like nuns, miniature nuns running yeah, around. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, there's nothing that original about the story too much. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a ghostly woman that, you know, is, is out for revenge. That's done time and time again. But there is something about this. It's in the delivery, you're right. It's yeah, not the story. There is something that's... about it that makes it unique. But that's probably why, if you were to think of the film, like, really, they just Ugh. try and tell the story. And that's probably yeah. why it falls black, because there's not much to it. No, and I think the film was like, hey, we've got Daniel Radcliffe. And he looked way bit. too. He looked way too young. He still looks about seven. He did. Yes. Oh yeah, you're a lawyer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, sorry, we're not. Nah. No, no. And they put in a load of unnecessary. Well, they had to bulk it out a bit, didn't they? Because they did. with the play, they just they're just like this. This is very simple, and you're going to shit yourself, and so you do. <laughs> <laughs> um, I remember going to see it with an ex partner of mine before, and I remember we got into the seats, and I was being so unpleasant to him before it even started because I knew what was coming. I knew how scared I was going to be, and I was being an absolute bitch. I managed not to do that to you this time. Yeah, thank you. Um, but he was going, what's you, you wrong took, with you? You took it out on the waiter, yeah, I realised it. <laughs> no, but he was a shit. But <laughs> he was, I remember him saying, what's wrong with you? And I was just like, I know, it's like... And every nice. time I sit down in that theatre, I'm like, why am I doing this again? Why am I doing this again? Because it's the best thing. Uh, I think it's the best horror style thing I've ever seen, including any film. You know, um, I just think it's it's a masterpiece. It was it was really well delivered, and we finally got to go to it. It was yes. like a third <laughs> attempt to try. That and was get supposed there. to be our Christmas special. Yeah, but then we had the super flu, and then we had COVID, and rah rah rah. So, um, yeah, I mean, I just uh, it uses. Um, there's no special effects really. It uses recorded sounds. It's recorded sound. And there's there's one, but it was a smoke machine. Yeah, which is clumsily deployed, but, but you know it does the job. There's a lot of mime in there. They mime a dog, and after oh, a yeah, few yeah, minutes, you, you see the dog. You, you, can you, just... you, you feel really nervous yeah. for the dog's safety. There's a bit where the dog gets there's, no dog. there's a bit where the dog gets stuck in some like some mud, or you know, you you think the dog's going to drown. You're thinking, oh my god, because you can see the dog yeah. isn't stuck. Like the dog survives, thankfully. But you're thinking, shit, the dog, the dog, you know. Um, and it know you know they will know that a lot of people there are going to be going shit the dog because mo- most people love dogs. Alternative episode title: Shit the dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now I'm torn. I wanted to call it. Depends where we put a comma in that one. <laughs> shit the dog. <laughs> oh, I think this might win actually. Sadly, I wanted. Okay, for the record, I wanted to call this episode "This Bitch Will Scare You Sick" because I think that's one of the best um, song titles I've come up with so far. It's either going to be that, I suppose, or "This Bitch Will Shit the Dog." But I don't think that's very good. No. Shit, the dog. That's mm, I don't know. We'll talk about we'll we'll you you we'll discuss. We'll, we'll discuss. Um the acting's obviously really, really good. Yeah, yeah. They, they, you, can, you can see why it's been a very long running play. Yeah. Uh it's it is well delivered. They all know their their parts really inside out. Yeah, so I mean, it's been, uh, been running that theatre for years and years and years and years and years. I've only ever seen it on tour before and mm. asked them actually the theatre itself, clearly the theatre does play a part of it because it's set in a theatre yes. during their rehearsal. Yes. Um, which is all very cool. Really? It, it probably helps that the cast intimately know exactly where the corridors are in that building so they mm. can get to their It's all pretty old, like old-fashioned and spooky generally. I mean, in the bar there was that picture of the... The, the wastelands with the woman, the figure of the woman yeah. standing in the in yeah. the background, which I put in, I did put a picture of that on Instagram actually. Yeah. Um. I yeah. I just love the whole experience of it. Previously, um, I saw it at a physically larger theatre, uh-huh. and that was quite interesting because it, it gave a lot more isolation to the, all the sets. They don't space the built the furniture out of the sets. Yeah. They leave it all in the centre of the stage, and it was we were a lot further back, mm-hmm. and it, it, it all made it look very lonely. Yeah. Actually, it was quite quite cool, but also at the. 
other place I saw it, which I saw it more than once, even in the cheaper seats, you could actually see to the back of the stage. Where, um, where we were sitting, we couldn't. Yeah. We had to crouch well, down. Well, we had better seats because I booked it for Christmas and I'd got some special deal. We had better seats. And when, when I had to rebook it, they... Anyway, so it's boring. But yeah, they were like, there's only, there's only these seats left. So I had, we had, unfortunately we, we ended up there. We could see most of the stage, but it was, yeah. it was... Yeah, we couldn't actually see. You had to, like, we had to crouch down to be able to see up onto their, the top of their staircase on the yeah. stage. It's like, oh, this is a bit silly. Yeah. Um, another point I don't know if you remember but when we did the um, 222 episode my mum was totally right that bit where he's going to the door remember my mum mentioning that yeah I do and I you do. were screaming internally at him saying don't go yes. in there please don't go in but there but I remember that happening the last time I saw it as well and yeah. I'm sure you do that and yeah. the rocking chair of course is the other mm-hmm. big visual the thing. thing the rocking chair being being rocked so violently you know yeah. and obviously it's, you know, it's a stage trick but so it's it's just the violence of it rocking. You're thinking, ah. so it, all of that would be really, really lame mm. if it was on a screen in a film. It would yeah. just look mm. meh. Yeah. On a stage, physically in the room with you, it is. Scary. I have to say, when it I really when scary. I saw it with my ex, who who was is an actor. I don't know, uh, was an actor. Everything, everything they did like that, he went, oh, pff, well, they just done that. Oh, pff, they just done that. And I was like, oh, stop, fuck off. Stop thinking about how the sausage is made. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, so that ruined it a little bit. So it was nice to, you know, it's nice to go with someone who's just equally as enraptured as you are. Because he's we, so clever. We can all figure out how it's done. That's yeah. okay. But, oh, well. No but that rocking horse, uh, rocking horse, rocking, rocking chair. chair. Rocking horses are also very creepy. The rocking chair, the way it wasn't just sort of, yes, I know someone would have you know, set it off, but it was going so violently. I think, you know, I don't know how they do it, but it, it was like there was someone in it rocking themselves to the point where they throw up. <laughs> you would, you'd throw up if you were rocking that violently. you just get thrown out of the chair. Probably. Actually. Maybe she'd been thrown out. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Anyway. Just bolted through the curtain. Um, yeah, I mean, this is just this is just our opinion, and I know people do like the film, but in my opinion, don't bother with the film. Just go see no, the play. No, don't. Do yourself a favour and just save yourself. Especially don't watch the second one. There was a second one. There was a second one. Oh, no. I can't even... It's called The Angel of Death or something. I have seen it, and I can't even... But, you know, if I didn't know the play and love the play so well, I don't think I'd have hated the film. I don't hate the film. I don't think I'd have sort no, of... No, no, I, I saw the play first. I don't think I'd be as dismissive of it if I'd not seen the play. I don't think the film was... If if I hadn't seen the play, I probably would have thought the film was better. Though. Do you know what the I mean? The film is a it's fine as a filler horror film, like you mm. get in any on in, in it, you know. In the, it's such it's it such yeah, big it's shoes. To, it's such big shoes to fill. I feel like it was such big shoes to fill because of the you know the 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 fate you know the plays you know legend of the play. Such big shoes to fill, and they felt that just went oh shit, let's get Harry Potter in. Basically, that's what I feel. I don't know. I, I, we're not reviewing the film, are we? So no, um, no. I was going to say, but it actually doesn't matter. You know what? We were reviewing the stage production and it was glorious. It and was, everyone yeah. should go and see it if you Definitely. haven't seen it. And you probably should go and see it again if you saw I it don't know. If, I don't know if it's on in like other countries. Yeah. I mean, obviously, we're in the UK. I don't know. If it's not, it should be. I think... It, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I didn't look that up. Absolutely should be. I mean, let's have a look. Is it... Oh, people that we know. We know there are people listening from around the world. Do you have this play in your country? If not, you should. Well, I mean, once on it, they will probably you know, yeah, tour must tour. Or something. But yeah, can imagine you, you can US... put on multiple productions of things. Yeah, I can imagine the US will go down well. I mean, you know, be... as long as they got a competent cast, that's the important yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Because obviously, was there with only two of them on the stage in credit here the whole time. Like mm-hmm. they've got, they've got to be good. Yeah, they have Absolutely. got to be good. But um, okay, well, if it's not in your country, if you ever visit London, book in to see it. Yeah, Definitely. absolutely. 
definitely. Yeah, make that if you if you're a little bit on the spooky horror bent side. Yeah. Yeah, you, you owe it to yourself. Yeah. It's it's fun. It's scary. It's very fun, and it, there's some very funny moments in it as well. There are. There are some really funny moments in it, and that, that you need that you actually need that comic relief because otherwise you're just going to yeah, be a do. gibbering wreck by the end of it, aren't you? You're just going to sort of yeah. lying in the a puddle of your own urine type thing. <laughs> well, I think it was soaking to the seats. <laughs> Honestly, the first time I saw it, I wanted to leave in the interval. I was really? begging to leave. Oh, right, I was okay. begging, and then my mum sort of went, "Okay, well, if you want to go, we'll go." And then I went, "No." I'm really glad I'm really glad I did yeah because yeah. of course then if you'd gone in the interval you wouldn't have seen the resolution but actually the end's awful as well the end no, is it's it's, just a twist at the yeah, end yeah, twist at the end is yeah. just, just de- desperately sad as well so um, anyway yeah go see it go see yes, it yes absolutely it's well done to all involved keep doing the thing you're doing it works really well and then she will haunt you she, she has haunted will. me since I was she 12. Every you. time I see the shape of a coat or a dressing gown or something out the corner of my eye in the mirror, I think it's her. She's come to get me. Or a rocking chair. Or a rocking chair. Every, honestly, everything, it reminds me of that. And there have been years and years in between seeing seeing it, you know. Likewise for me, I think yeah. I saw it almost a decade ago. It, 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 follows, and... it follows you. But, you know, we're all weird and we like that kind of thing. So, hey. Yeah, it's nice to have company yeah. when you go to weird places. Are you ready for some stories? Um, yes. Okay. Yes, I am. I want stories in my life. Right. Well, so as you know, so the play opens um, with the protagonist trying to tell this story. And it's as if he's kind of telling a Christmas Eve ghost story, isn't it? It is. So it opens a bit like that. It was Christmas Eve and the people were telling ghost stories and that kind of thing. So, and that's quite a, a strong Victorian tradition of, you know, the Christmas ghost story. Yeah. So it is a strong I thing. Thought, I'm led to believe it actually only really in the UK. Yeah. And probably the Hamlet of Handful other places, maybe mm-hmm. New Zealand, Australia, I don't know. But so, a lot of places that the whole idea of having a horror story at Christmas is really yeah. alien. I, and although the play is set a little later, I believe the book is set at the end of the Victorian era. Yeah. I think. So um, I actually had a look at some Victorian ghost stories because they're always fun aren't they I think yeah, yeah I had to rewrite these because they were all re- I, they were sort of, from, sort of from old Victorian um, newspapers and I was thinking I need to rewrite this stuff because I will read it out and I'll be, have no idea what I'm saying um, okay are you ready <gasps> yeah <laughs> then let's begin we all well at least people listening to this podcast love a good ghost story What really spices it up for us horror fanatics is when we are told that the story is true. Really, we should have all been living in the Victorian or Edwardian era. These times were ripe for spiritualism, and by the time we'd reached the middle of the 19th century, there was an abundance of people reporting spooky encounters within their day-to-day lives. This was obviously rich pickings for the newspapers at the time. There was a real appetite for all things strange and macabre, Therefore, the press was ready to print at the drop of a hat. Here are some accounts. So these are all supposedly true. Okay? So these are, these are reports. These are newspaper reports. Okay. And we all know how true. Oh, quality of journalism <laughs> you know. Yeah. Okay, okay, fine. So but this, these, yeah. And I named all these ones, okay? I, named, I gave them all a name. Right. So this first, first one is called Getting Ahead of Yourself. And this comes from starting in January 1898. Accounts of a haunting on an isolated crossroads outside Buckingham began to be reported. The spectre 
was described to be of ghastly appearance of a headless woman. This horrific phantom was first witnessed by a well-known and somewhat unfortunate local farmer. He was driving down the road in his horse and trap in the middle of the night. The night was well advanced and dark, he said. Suddenly, just a few yards in front of him, appeared a black object near the weather-beaten hand post at the corner of the crossroads. He called out through the darkness to the figure as it was blocking his path. He received no answer and the figure remained motionless. He got a little closer and noticed the strange appearance of the woman. The farmer's horse began to tremble like a leaf. Starting to feel uneasy, the farmer called out again. What do you do there? Move on, please. Again, the figure did not reply. The horse, taking matter into its own hooves, backed into a ditch, forcing the farmer to hang on for dear life. Suddenly, the queer visitant disappeared, but as the farmer steadied the horse to flee, the black, sombre figure appeared again in the same motionless position as before. Actually, sounds like the woman in black played him a visit, doesn't it? Um, by now, the farmer's nerve had almost failed him. He asked the apparition in the name of God to speak. Slowly, silently, the ghost drifted away and appeared to float straight through the thickly bordered hedge. There followed numerous sightings of ghosts in the same area of the crossroads. One report commented that it was not a little surprising that that spot that has been referred to was less frequented of late. Yes. People didn't go there anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, creepy headless woman floating around. Oh, she was headless? Yeah, I did say that. Oh, I missed I that. absolutely said that. Um, I'm figure... sure you did. I just missed it. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm picturing the woman in black with no head, basically. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it was uh, the ghostly, the ghastly appearance of a headless woman. Missed that. Detail incomplete. <laughs> she was headless. It's unfortunate for her. It is. Anyway, the farmer was very scared. And then no one went there anymore. You ready for the next one? Absolutely. This is called Stone the Ghost. Okay. We are now heading over to a school in Plumstead, which is near Greenwich. Yeah. In 1897. For a whole week, it had been the chosen venue for a ghostly visitation. It had been appearing mainly at night before vanishing. Several children were so alarmed by seeing the ghost that they were laid up from the trauma. The ghost was principally haunting the grounds of St. James's Church and School. After a few days, about a hundred lads from the school decided to waylay the ghost after being fed up of it flitting about. The bastard. <laughs> what did they do? <laughs> I will tell you. Excellent. Seeking the... No, ends there, that's it. Sometimes the story <laughs> does just stop, so... Seeking the ghost out, the boys began to hurl stones at it. All the stones <laughs> did were break the windows of the church and the school. The police were called... No, sir, I was chasing a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> the police were called and the two ringleaders were arrested. Unscathed, the ghost continued to appear, sometimes up in trees. <laughs> the tree ghost the tree ghost <laughs> that goes having a laugh yeah that just sounds like an elaborate cover story yeah no sir honest governor all we was doing was stoning the ghost oh, it was a terrible cockney accent I'm very that was, sorry it was but that's okay I'm sorry so, 
can't believe that I've actually been paid to whack professionally before, would you? <laughs> <laughs> not as a company, so it's yeah, okay. Not as a company. Actually, I, I, yeah, I have actually, but I was better at it then. Um, this next one's called The Churchill Before. Okay. Now heading over to Chard in 1878. I don't know where that is. In December of that year, an old man called Churchill was murdered in his own cottage. For some time after his death, the building remained empty. It was left to his family but turned out to be quite a burden. Any new tenants did not last long. Some stated that the murderess of, of the old man, who was a woman named Kitty, was frequently seen gliding around the premises in ghostly attire. Old so the, the murderess is floating around. Yeah, the murderess Kitty. So he was murdered okay. by... It didn't go into deep up, but he was apparently murdered by a woman called Kitty. And years later, people would see her floating around. Oh. Old Churchill was often seen too, spying in at the window. Um, the keyhole. <laughs> yeah, with the Especially new... when people were getting undressed. No, wait, wait, wait. Spying in at the window of the new inhabitants with a hideous countenance. <laughs> he had an ugly face. He had an ugly face. Yeah, but hideous countenance is a great line, yeah. isn't it? Blood would appear out of nowhere on the floor of the room where the tragedy had taken place. Furniture would move around of its own accord and unearthly noises would echo around the cottage, unsettling and eventually driving the occupants out. Fair enough. That's, I don't think I'd want to move somewhere like that. That's like, quite that Stephen, That's quite Stephen Kingy, isn't it? Blood appearing, you know. Like, <laughs> is it the Simpsons? Hmm, the blood usually gets off at the second floor. Oh, the walls are leaking again. <laughs> oh, yeah, that does sound quite Stephen Kingish slash Simpsons-ish. Well, uh, it's, it's the same sort of it's the sort of pulp horror, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You know, I like that one though. Old Churchill looking in with his hideous countenance. I enjoy that. I enjoyed that description. It's an ugly man at the window. What's he doing? Being ugly. <laughs> I mean, that could have just been <laughs> like a weirdo or the, the local it town really weirdo. Good, it? It's a ghost. No, he's just very grey. <laughs> he doesn't see the sun very much. He's, he's got a disfigurement. Don't be rude. <laughs> Sorry, that's rude. <laughs> but it could have been some poor bloke who had some disfigurement or something or was just odd looking. <laughs> like, oh my God, it's Churchill. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, they weren't very um, sympathetic to anyone who was different back then, were they? they? Definitely Let's, were be not. No. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. I mean, they used to sort of do people for being left-handed back then. So you They know, did. They did. Well, a bit before that time, I think. I think well, said they were it. still doing it at the, back then. Um, next next story. The, the postman doesn't knock. This is called. Well, normally he doesn't unless there's a parcel. I know, but I think back then they used to. Yeah, actually, not half the time they don't knock nowadays, do they? They just go, I oh, can't be bothered, and they put the card through the letterbox even if you're in. Shove it in the bin. Yeah. That's if you're lucky. At least yeah. that's covered by from the rain. Anyway, we'll be writing to a Hermes parcel thing. Anyway. Um... Ugh, I don't even <laughs> say their name. <laughs> In September 1881, a newspaper reported that a postman from Garston had left his job for fear of a nocturnal visitant. He had been travelling by foot down a long road near the village, occupied completely with his task of delivering that morning's post. He was stopped by a ghost that warned him by using many mysterious signs and signals not to continue with his round. Terrified, the postman took the spectre's advice and fled immediately. After the ordeal, he described the ghost to be of abnormal stature, a horrid pallor of hue, and a variety of terror-striking gestures. 
It's a very posh postman. If, well, absolutely. But I'm wondering if, like, actually the ghost wasn't trying to say that at all. The guy just mis- misunderstood the hand gestures or whatever it is that was... Maybe it was mis- someone asking for help and he went, well, yeah. Oh, shit! <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was, like, a really sick person who was really yeah. pale. <laughs> just escaped from, like, I don't know, an asylum asking for help or something. Maybe. <laughs> A variety of terror-striking gestures. Yeah, it does sound like someone who's very, very ill needing help. Um, but this postman was not the only one with the misfortune to run into this spirit. Okay. So this poor person was out for a while trying to get help. Another evening, a young woman was out and about in the same lane. As she walked, she was said to be daydreaming and not really paying attention to her surroundings. Bloody women. <laughs> <laughs> Always daydreaming. Suddenly, her eyes beheld the ghost... She declared afterwards that there it was, of fearsome height, clothed in white, and performing pretentious movements with its arms. Pretentious movements. <laughs> pretentious <Seeing> gestures. <laughs> I mean, yes, it could well have been someone they met, but they both described very, very tall and clothed in white. So yeah, yeah. you know, it sounds like it was abnormally tall doesn't yeah, it yeah a huge scary ghost doing mm. obscene gestures well I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I put obscene in there I didn't say obscene but. it's the local pervert on stilts <laughs> <laughs> oh it's Gerald he's got the white cloak on again <laughs> take those buckets off your feet Gerald <laughs> you're not fooling anyone <laughs> ah. apart from apart from that woman <laughs> and that postman <laughs> yeah after staring in horror for a few seconds the woman threw her apron over her head and ran home <laughs> She went straight to bed and remained there for a long, long time. But you would, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. You, I don't think I'd throw my apron over my head, though. because you know, you're not wearing well, an I've got, I've got a bad sense of direction as it is. I, I think it'd be even worse if I throw my top over my face and I can't see where I'm going. I'm sure it made sense at the time. I, I'm not going to hold that against her, to be honest. <laughs> Next story. The Wretched Centuries. April 1877. Aldershot. There have been reports of sentries or soldiers who have been occupying two outlaying posts being frightened to death by two spectral figures appearing at night. They seemed to glow alarmingly with phosphorus and had an unnerving habit of suddenly manifesting themselves far away then right up close and personal with the men on watch. The poor soldiers were not able to collect themselves and were helpless against the ghastly visitor. While they weren't physically harmed, the men were traumatised beyond help. They were replaced by other men and discharged. Seems sympathetic, isn't it? Well, at least those ghosts had a, a bit of a pizzazz about them. Yeah, exactly. I believe this is the last story. It is indeed. Okay. So this song is called Play For this Your Life. This is not a song. Sorry, I've still got music on the brain. Play For Your Life. That's why I thought song, because the word play. Mm. Mm. You want to hear it? Yeah. Okay. Stop being silly then. No. <laughs> Finally, in August 1895, at a church in Hackney, know where Hackney is, that's we good, know where that is. something very strange and interesting happened in the early hours of a Wednesday morning. Do you want to know what that is? Yes. Okay. A thousand men and women came out for a ghost hunt. For some time, this ghost had been frightening people who had been passing through the graveyard at night. People had fainted clean away after seeing it, and the case had caught the attention of several local newspapers. It was around 10.30pm on a Tuesday night when the crowd began to gather at the rear of the church where the spirit was thought to hang out. Usually, hardly anyone would be in this area after 11pm. Midnight arrived and the crowd waited with bated breath for the ghost to appear. 
When it did not, they decided to find it themselves. Armed with lanterns, candlesticks, stones and sticks, the people clambered over the railings into the burial ground. Graves and tombstones, undisturbed for hundreds of years, were climbed upon, trodden and tripped over. New graves and mounds were trampled and crushed. It's safe to say that a big proportion of the crowd were merely along for the ride as a joke and were not taking the operation seriously. Every few minutes someone would cry, There it goes! And the whole crowd would immediately rush as one in the (laughs) indicated direction. Good. Other jokers made sudden unearthly cries, scaring the rest of the group silly. (laughs) The police soon got involved, but it wasn't until morning that the area was completely cleared of ghost hunters. Quotation marks. (laughs) (laughs) The damage to the graveyard was atrocious and great lengths were taken to prevent it from happening again. The main complaints among the vandals themselves were that many of them were pickpocketed. Well, serves them right. them right. Yeah. But was there a ghost? The tomb where the ghost was supposedly said to appear at the back of the, was at the back of the church. Etched into the stone marking the grave, there are three boys playing cards. The backstory goes that a few years ago, three young lads were playing cards at the, a table in the graveyard. One was losing miserably and suddenly exclaimed, May God strike me dead if I do not win this game. He rose... That doesn't seem like a wise thing to ever No, no, because he rose from the table and promptly dropped down dead. Yeah, well... And this is the spot he is now thought to haunt. Really coming then? Yeah. I mean, yeah, dumb thing to say, really. (laughs) (laughs) There you have it. There are some ghost stories for you. There are some ghost stories, yeah. They're quite entertaining, And these are all reported in the papers. They're all completely true, just like everything that's reported now. Yes. You know? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah but I I think they're fun aren't they they are are really yeah those are fun stories I do like the idea of people (laughs) going ghost hunting because you know Vince I think there are actually quite a lot of records of people or more of a mass hysteria kind of yeah you know back then they didn't have TV and internet so they had to they had to amuse themselves somehow yeah yeah (laughs) there it goes sticks and candles and yeah I'm imagining like a Scooby Doo ghost you know like there it goes with a candle um, yeah good well, I, ho- I hope you enjoyed it's not them. really a ghost it's really just a torch and two squirrels yes ah it's a local priest yeah <laughs> let's see who's really behind this mask I think I've not really seen Scooby Doo but yeah I'm guessing that's kind of along the <laughs> anyway I enjoyed those yeah, they were fun. I wrote they them down fun. when I had COVID, so um, some of it didn't make much. I've just sort of no, it reread didn't. it thinking, that doesn't make sense, that doesn't make sense, that doesn't make sense. It's okay, we'll just walk past that. <laughs> My, I had COVID fog brain when I wrote it. I think I didn't, not too bad, considering. It was enjoyable fog anyway. Yeah. Um, brilliant. Well, that is the end of the episode. All that is left to say is thank you very much for listening. And obviously, if you have a... Uh, spooky story to send in to us or you would like us to write a reaction to your favourite horror film you can email us on ghostgeekuk at gmail.com that is ghostgeekuk at gmail.com we are on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook so just search ghost just search ghost gig and you should find us um, and we're always we always want to say hi to people we're always very yes. happy to hear from new people it's really cool and exciting um, so thanks to continue to listen and we will be back from our new so I say studio it's not our studio is it really I and mean, we can pretend it's a studio call it what we like office <laughs> where we do the accounts 
<laughs> no, sorry, I'm talking absolute bullshit. I'm very tired. Um, yeah, from our new place, which is very cool yeah, and exciting. Um, maybe we can get our little thing to go on the door, like the Ghost Gig Studio or something. Maybe not the first week. No, maybe not the first week. We'll do it later. I mean, we'll kind of, you know, make sure we've got somewhere to sleep and sit first. Yeah, it's yeah. a good idea. Um, brilliant. Well, wish us luck, everyone, that we don't kill each other moving in together. And have a good one. Yeah, goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>